Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the All Points Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Coach JG, and I promised you guys a part two to go over my big bikepacking trip in Quebec. Part one, I just told that whole story, told it like a movie from end to start. A lot of big takeaways, a lot of growth. Man, it was hard, especially that day one. Y'all know that day one was hard. And then on this part two here, I want to go through all the particulars. So anybody else who, if you're planning a bike trip or just an outdoor adventure, camping, uh, the, the pieces, the kit that I used uh, for camping and on my bike, I want to go over how I fueled, uh, what, what tools I use in that regard. And then I want to talk about like the places I saw and the people I met. My quote was, live your life like a dope movie that you would love starring you. And I had all these cool side characters and people I met and it was very interesting. It was very it was a very cool experience. So talking about my bike. She's called the Ebon Hawk. It's a Norco Search Steel. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly know the year of the bike, I'm forgetting. But maybe it might be like a 2018, 2019. So really sturdy bike packing bike. This bike is made for trips like this. It's made if you ever do really long rides you want a gravel or an endurance bike, right? So you want a frame that has you fairly upright. I know for me, I want to be comfortable. And the more, I've heard many people say, many experienced riders, the more comfortable you are in your position, the easier it is for your body to go for those long miles. So a gravel bike and an endurance bike gets you nice and upright. There's not a lot of stress on your back. You're not as bent forward like you would be on like a race bike, on a more aggressive bike. And so you can be in that saddle for, 5, 10, 12 hours a day. So I had that set up on my bike. That, that bike is super comfortable for me. May, it might be a little small for me, actually, the the frame or at least the, uh, the headset. So I have spacers. I have several spacers set up on my headset that I've put on there years ago to get me into a little bit more upright, comfortable position, and it served me great. Lots of racks and mounts available on this bike basically everything that you could imagine so there there's there's no want there's the i don't want for anything when it comes to loading this bike up uh, on top of the bike i put i really love redshift sports equipment redshift sports they make some really cool uh engineering bike packing equipment so i've had their aero bars for a while and not just for triathletes the aero bars so if you're going to be in the saddle for a long time Having that different position where you can really relax. Uh, these, these, it's not an aggressive position. Again, this is like an endurance position. And so you can relax and be in that other position. And obvious, obviously you're more aero. But it, it's way easier on the, the shoulders and the elbows from being in that position. So that served me super well. Uh, there's, no, there's never any movement in it. They're nice and solid. I love them. Super comfortable. And then... A treat to myself that I did at the end of the spring, the end of the school year, was I gave my, I got myself the Redshift shock stop system. So that is a stem and a seat post that have elastomers in there that basically soften all the vibration that you're getting from the road. So last time I did a really long multi-day trip. A lot of soreness in the neck from being in that upright position, especially in the, on the aero bars. And then a lot of soreness in the shoulders and the arms. This one, 300 kilometers of riding, and I did, like, my neck wasn't bothering me at all. 
my elbows weren't bothering me at all. So while you don't really feel the movement with that shock stop system, like it's helping big time. And I've and I've heard multiple people say like when they take it off and they ride a bike without the shock stop, how they feel the difference. They feel the difference in their body. So I use that I because I had planned to do a lot of gravel trails. Actually, I planned to go all the way to Gaspé, Gaspésie uh, National Park and take uh, Le Trans-Gaspésie, which is a gravel route that goes through there. But I ended up not taking that. I was mainly on roads, but still took a lot of the vibration out of the road. Uh, my bike shoes, I had some North Face Ragnaroks. I got those last year. My feet get really cold when I'm riding. And I knew on this ride, based on the weather, it, was, it wasn't going to be like nice, hot, sunny weather the whole time. So those served me really well. Uh, the, I was wearing the kit that I had on me that I was wearing were 2XU stuff. So I love 2XU compression. Usually when I'm in the gym, I'm training in like 2XU compression tights. So I have the 2XU compression bib and shorts, and I was switching between those. Um, I had the opportunity to stop on day one and get it washed. So I was, I was able to, I think, wear the bib that I prefer multiple days. Coming back from a shoulder injury from low bar squatting and getting ready for my last powerlifting meet, so I've become big on wearing compression cups, cuffs while I'm cycling. So like a compression cuff that like a basketball or a sleeve that a basketball player would wear. I'm wearing that and that gives me a lot of support. So if you're especially if you're some a multi-sport athlete, you know, you're doing weight training, you're doing a different sport, you're doing football, something like that. And you want to spend time on the bike, spend time in the saddle. I feel like that compression, especially at the arm and the shoulders, is probably underrated. If you listen to part one, you know, my backpack got split open before I even started the ride. And so when I stopped in Rivière du Loup, a town called Rivière du Loup, or a city called Rivière du Loup, I stopped by a sport expert there in Quebec and I got myself an Osprey backpack. I got a tiny little Osprey hiking backpack. It was more aero, it was more comfortable, waterproof. And so for the, at least for the third day of my trip, that served me really well. One thing I did not check on my bike before I left, I thought I had everything, I thought I covered everything, was my tires. So I don't, I don't even know the model of tires, I, I'm not super in-depth enough to know the like different tire models and things of that nature, but get your tires checked. Get your tires checked. I had too much wear and tread on my tires, and I popped multiple tubes. I had to stop twice for pop tubes, so that was something that I should have checked that I didn't properly check and same thing when I stopped at Sport Expert I just I just replaced those tires and then I also had a Gore-Tex jacket and pants again I had specifically picked this week to go ride down to Gaspésie and, and pick up my truck so I kind of had to go that week uh, and I looked at the weather it's going to be really rainy of course, it's not aero, but I had this nice big jacket, and it kept me dry and actually quite warm. In fact, I was like sweating under it at times. So that's all my kit that I had there on my bike. <clears throat> oh, you know what? Let me go into my bags and, and additional stuff. So I have a, what's called a spider aero, spider aero, I believe that it's called. And it's basically like a rack, a rear rack. That has these straps. You put it on top of the on top of the rear wheel, and man, that thing can handle load. That thing can handle load. So I had that, and then I had two no-name Amazon bike bags, Rock Bros. I hate to support Amazon, but like bike bags are crazy expensive. If you've ever done bike packing, if you do camping, whatever, you see some of the some of the prices of these bike bags are crazy. 
So that's a, a nice bike bag from like a designer company. It's not something I'm ready to invest in yet. Freaking $200 on a bag. So I have these Rock Bros no-name bags from Amazon. And the things do great. The things do great. They're waterproof. Uh, the straps hold up for the most part. They, they, I still get great use out of them. I got them maybe three, four years ago. And so I had a seat bag coming off my seat. A nice really long Rock Bros seat bag. And then I had my handlebar bag another one in the front and the handlebar bag went my tent uh maybe the sleeping bag i think it was just a tent in there and maybe a little bit a little bit extra and i had that day one and the weather the the the, the rain the slogginess on day one it was such a hard day i said how can i make it easier on myself how can i get myself more arrow so i basically took that handlebar bag out of the front I tied it up and stuck it to the back. The setup at the back was a, was a little ugly at, at times, but at least like I'm cutting air down the middle and I'm becoming more arrow and I, I, I didn't have any problems uh, really feeling weighed down and dragged down. That actually worked really well. Uh, I don't know the exact brand of tent. I'm not going to pull it out right now, but I had a nice little one-person tent from one of the brands there at MEC. I had a North 49 sleeping bag. And that like did me fine. Again, I only, I only camped the one night. And then other stuff that I would like squeeze into my backpack. I had my journal in there, so when I, when I got to places, I could journal, write it down. I had my tool bag with the little piece with the tools that I needed to put my bike back together. Again, I, I boxed my bike and took it on the Via Rail to Quebec City. So I needed the I marked down every tool that I needed, and then. <clears throat> Some extra Allen keys, things of that nature. Some extra tire levers, which obviously served me well. And a little first aid kit. Food. So, I make, and I've done this a couple times now, I make these nice, fat sugar cookies where I put um, raisins in there. I put peanut butter in there. I put brown sugar in there. I put some flax in. I put like just a crap ton. Each one is, I don't know, maybe 50 to 100 grams of sugar. I don't know how much. But I needed that because I'm going to be on the bike. I'm planning to be on the bike on these trips 8 to 12 hours, somewhere in that range a day. And so I'm eating one of these every hour. I had my big uh, bag of cookies. I, I kind of do the, the, the eye test. I'm not like doing measurements when I'm making these cookies. And so the cookies come out a little soft. They're a little soft. I'll admit that. So I'll freeze them, stick them in the, I put them in the frame bag, stuck them in the freezer. And then when I'm leaving that morning, of course, I forget to take the frame bag out of the freezer. So I forgot about 20 of those cookies sitting here in my freezer. I had about 10 of them with me that I put in my backpack. And so I was eating a little bit less than I ideally wanted to, but those worked well for me. I wouldn't say like loss of energy was, was an issue on this trip. As I've preached about them before, before in the past, I had the salt pills. I was taking a salt pill uh, every hour. When I could get my hands on it, if I stopped at a gas station or something like that, or a uh, dépanneur, the, the dollar stores in Quebec, I was grabbing fruit. I was having bananas. I was having apples. I would make sure I was constantly eating because you're constantly burning calories. And I brought with myself some caffeine tablets as well. So if you're not using caffeine to improve your performance, you are missing out on performance. So... You know, probably every two hours, I was taking a little caffeine tablet to give me some kick and keep me going. Now, so that's all the kit. That's all the, the 
official stuff and the tit and the, the 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 bits and the pieces. Now let's talk about the people and the places. Okay, so first, I'm on Via Rail, and Via Rail is a nice trip, man. Via Rail is very nice. Shout out to the guy in I think I want to say the Ottawa Via Rail, and. He helped me get my bike set up, make sure that it makes made sure that it fit on, got me in the right place, then he helped me switch. I don't know why, but when you get there, then they want to charge you like an extra fifteen dollars for having the bike. But that that wasn't a problem because I, I, the guy looks and he said, "Well, we have to charge you another fifteen for the bike. Is that okay?" And I looked at the guy like, "I don't really have a choice here, buddy, do I?" Then when I was on the second train from Ottawa to uh, Quebec, shout out. To the, the woman who's working there on the Via Rail, serving me up these delicious glasses of wine. Okay? I, as you know, I had a little bit too much of the wine, and that cost me on the, the day one of the trip. But it was nice being on the train and just getting to relax. And at times, the, the we got stopped right outside Quebec City. So I was sitting there on that train for an extra, I forget how long, two or three hours. Um, but the service was impeccable. And then the top character top person that i met on this trip was my guy dominic my guy dominic an ounce i have it written right here an angel right so i'm on my way out of quebec city i'm on the southern side uh Le levy and he comes up beside me says hey i'm going to Rimouski as well we were both going in the same direction to Rimouski, taking the the 132 and you know dominic he's been touring for a while told me he did a tour years ago where he rode like all the way down to florida really helped me push the pace and i love that as part of this trip is pushing my body so so we were drafting each other and when dominic when dominic was in front i'm really pushing to keep up with him he stopped at his airbnb i'm forgetting the name of the the name of the town where his airbnb was but then the second day he catches up to me i get a i get a flat right one of the, one of the flats uh one of the flat tubes and a group comes, another cycling group, a, a cycling tour group. They give me a little help. I get fixed up. And right as I'm getting off to go, upright Dominic. And he goes, Jordan, like, he says, I thought I might cat you, catch you because I knew you were going to get up early and I knew you were going to be tired. <laughs> so I rode with Dominic all the way to Rivière du Loup. And that's where we actually went separate ways. And his, his son gave me a little shout out on Instagram. So it was, it was great. It was great uh, making a friend and being able to tour with somebody for a bit there. Then there was, when I stopped with Dominic at his Airbnb, at this point, I think I was maybe 100 kilometers in. I had another 50 to go. And the lady there running the Airbnb, this lady named Sylvie, super sweet lady. We have this great conversation. I'm picking her brain. And the thing I love, I've, I've been studying French for years now. I'm having all these great conversations with people en français. So that, that was amazing to make all these connections with people in this other language. And Sylvie runs this little Airbnb. And we catch up. And then, excuse my computer here with the sound. And I get to pick her mind. She, she tells me about her, her daughter who had just become uh, an officer out there. She tells me about, you know, her, her boyfriend that she has down in Cuba. Goes and vi visits her Cuban boyfriend. And, I, you know, I was teasing her about it. It was, it was very, very fun. Very fun experience. And gave me the motivation and the, the energy to, to power through that latter half of the day. On that I'm maybe 20, 10, 20 kilometers away from that first stop on day one where I do 160 kilometers. It's killing me. 
body shutting down, legs like rocks, and I run out of water. So I literally pull over. I mean, it's not that hard to pull over a bike. I say pull over. But I lean my bike up against a barn. I go over to this guy's house and I knock on his door. Now remember, I'm in rural Quebec here. Ain't a lot of black people out here. So <laughs> late night, I don't know what time it was, maybe 7, 8 p.m. And this guy is a black guy knocking on his door, like waving. So the guy like walks over wearily and he's like sticks his head out. And he's like, hey, like, what do you want? And I'm like, you yeah, can I have some water, man? He filled these water bottles for me. And so the guy like uh, literally goes, fills it up, gives he, and he tells me good luck, and and I go on. So I want to shout that guy out because that was uh, that was very helpful. My first stop that night, I get to this beautiful microbrewery hotel called uh, La Baleine in Diable, the wild whale, and I'm done. My I got nothing left in my body, and the girl who's running this thing. Very movie-like, very movie-like here, because a girl running this hotel with, like, I walk in there, and there's just in the dining hall or the bar that they have down there. There's, like, 20, 25 people. And this girl, young girl, uh, running around like she's doing everything. So she's the bartender. She's a server. She's the manager, comes, checks me in. And she gives me, I've never had this experience at a hotel. There's amazing service. She gives me the, like a master key basically so that I can wash my stuff. I asked her if I could wash my stuff because of the rain and my stuff was drenched. So she gives me that and I'm wandering around like opening doors. I'm seeing all these huge cases of beer wandering from door to door. And I eventually find the, their lawn, there's a private laundry area that they use to like clean the client towels and stuff like that. And I was able to get my stuff cleaned, have a, she helped me out with some, I filled me up with some ice bag so i could take an ice bath it was stellar got to recharge and woke up i mean the next day i still woke up pretty broken but i don't know how i would have felt without the ice bath and and warm fresh clean clothes then so i told you guys earlier in the piece about equipment how i got that pop tube well when i'm at sport expert getting the the tubes replaced i asked the guy there the, the bike guy can you just give my bike a, my whole bike a look and the guy goes, I don't have time for that because I don't know how long it takes to do a full tune-up of a bike. But he said, I don't. they were close to closing. He didn't really have time. But the guy at least looked at my rear tire as well. I had the pop in the front, I believe it well was. And he looked at my rear as well. And he said, hey, buddy, like this one doesn't look too good as well. So like, what do you want to do with this one? So I ended up buying two new sets of tires. And that was very helpful. I didn't want to have any other bike problems like getting a flat for me is pretty rare, especially like I said on this bike. And so like taking having a huge touring ride and getting two flats two days in a row, like that that is a massive like pain in the ass. So shout out to that guy. It was really helpful. Uh the bus driver. So I so when I got to Ramuski let me start with the with the ladies at the bus stop. So the, people are so helpful, man. Quebecois, they're very helpful people. So I get to that the bus stop in Ramuski. I'm broken, so I'm like, I'm gonna take the bus from Ramuski down to the south of Gaspésie to New Richmond. And the ladies go, "Well, you don't. Uh, can I get? Can you can't get your bike on there? Here, let us let us set you up with a bike box. They give me a bike box, super cheap. It was like ten bucks. They give me the. Well, I, I had the tools to take my bike apart, but they offered me help. Uh, set it up. They said just leave it there, put it on there for me. So two really sweet ladies run the bus stop. There was another sweet old lady there who asks me, she had this phone. 
She has her phone there, brand new phone. She, this lady is like, looked like she was like in her 70s or her 80s, doesn't know how to use it. And she goes, can you help me make a call on my phone? She gives it to me. And I'm like, who do you want to call? And she's, <laughs> she's like, my boyfriend. <laughs> so I help her out. Very, very sweet lady. And she's telling me like how, how thankful she is. And like that was that was great interaction. These were all like really rewarding interactions that I'm having with people. The bus driver was super nice, super helpful. Uh, finally, I get to New Richmond. I believe, yeah, I camped out when I was in New Richmond. I camped out at one of the campsites there. It was it was awesome. And here is one like semi poor interaction I had. I go to a Tim Hortons. And I'm just charging my stuff up at a Tim Hortons. I'm eating, uh, really making sure all my devices are charged. And there was this like Filipino guy there, one of the Tim Hortons workers, the drive-through. And this guy's just looking at me like, give me the evil eye, as if like I'm gonna stick up this Tim Hortons or something. So I'm sitting in the corner. Apparently out there, the Tim, I don't know why, but the Tim Hortons there like that Tim Hortons closed at nine o'clock. I don't know why you have a Tim Hortons like with a drive-through is gonna close at nine o'clock, but whatever. Maybe they don't get enough traffic out there. So I'm sitting there, it's whatever, eight forty-five, eight fifty, and the guy comes around and he just starts like grilling me. Not saying anything to me. And so I'm taking my time, I'm packing my stuff up, getting ready to go to the campsite. And then finally as I'm walking around taking my time, packing myself up, the guy goes, Oh sir, like uh, are you done? And I'm like, oh, are you closing? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah we're closing. And I don't know why the guy didn't just come up to me and say, hey, sir, we're closing. Can you head out in five to ten minutes? So that was the one time where somebody was like giving me the evil eye that uh, I wasn't too happy about. But, you know, I got so much love from so many people that I, I didn't sweat it. So those are all the characters. Man, I'm going running long here. I tried to do this, this pod short form, so I'm going to try and finish in the last four minutes here. But why I went there... A huge reason I went there and why I love these landscapes so much in Quebec is what you see. Is is the mountains, is the rivers, is the lakes. This was my first time spending so much time touring along basically the ocean. The the River Saint Laurence is that's all flowing in from the ocean, so it, it it's beautiful. Not only was the ride beautiful, but then when I'm driving or sorry, when I'm taking the bus down and I'm driving in that southern coast of Gaspésie. The sights are just amazing, man. And you're, and you're seeing like New Brunswick on the other side. It is. I got to spend more time there. So the the beauty of the mountains, as I'm on as I'm going along the north, uh, or sorry, the south coast of the Saint Lawrence, you look across and you can see on the you can see the north side of the Saint Lawrence, and you can see these mountains on the northern side there of Quebec and the mist coming over the mountains and it is just gorgeous man I took I tried to take photos but like the photos don't do it justice to when you're there not on a little iPhone at least uh yeah that mist coming over the mountains and then many of these Quebecois towns right so so many of them are settlements that are older than Canada settlements that the French came and, and they set up and you see these beautiful towns with like the houses built on the side of the mountains like built into the mountains you see all these beautiful old churches and chapels and I'm not I love like landscapes and mountains and valleys I'm not huge on like architecture but it's hard not to gasp at this architecture and, and, and see the beauty in it uh there's there's like beautiful forests dispersed on the mountains and like in between the rocks and it, it's very beautiful to see and it i can't, it's hard to imagine living in areas like that how you could like be in a bad mood uh 
And then, oh, the last one I have here is right at the start. So, again, I'm not huge on architecture, but Quebec City, like, it's a very old city, if I had to guess, of the major cities in Canada. It's probably the oldest one. And so, when you're there in Levy on the south side, you're looking across. I'm riding this nice bike path, this nice protected bike path that they have. And you're looking across and you're seeing like the parliament buildings, you're seeing like churches and chapels, the water was really low on the St. Lawrence there in that area at least. And so you really, from that other side, you can really see the beauty of Quebec City. It's a very beautiful city. And obviously if you've ever visited the city, being inside it as well and, and the, how hilly it is and the architecture is, is, is just stellar. So that is a breakdown of all the places, people and kit that I saw on my trip, I got, I had a visit from, on warm showers from a, a cycle tourist last night, my guy Caleb came through and camped out in the, in the yard, and so, uh, really inspired, we were picking his, his brain a little bit, and, you know, I'm just thinking about when my, when my next bike adventure is, hopefully I'll be able to squeeze another one in before it gets cold, maybe at some point in September. But uh, you guys can hit me up, jg at allpoints.fit, uh, for any kind of training, consulting, uh, setting up programs, uh, or reach me on Instagram at coach underscore jg. Just under 26 minutes. I'll catch you guys later. Take care.